The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is the regular cast. You know that, right? Not the bonus cast. Okay. I was worried for a second. Um, don't worry. I know what podcast I'm on, Luke. Luke. I mean, Ethan. <laughs> Why'd you call me Luke? Because it was a joke as if I thought I was on Ke- the Catching Foxes podcast. Yes. Yeah. You've heard of this. And Luke is a member of the Catching Foxes podcast. Yeah, Luke is on the Catching Foxes podcast with his friend Mike Gomer Gormley. Did you know they let me into the Catching Foxes Discord? Yeah, he was like, I'll let you into ours if you let me into yours. And no I was way. Like, yeah, sure, Luke, which is totally an unfair trade because like, you don't have to be a patron to be in our Discord. <laughs> yeah, I'll, if you let me in yours. How many people do they have in theirs? I don't know. It's like 200 and something. It's like how many people <laughs> I mean, that's half our number, but that's all patrons. So like, that's uh, a big number. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> Never mind. I take it all back. I know. <laughs> I take it all back. That's, Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast that knows that there's only two things that you can't eat for breakfast. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. Are we the Are we the two things? No, it's it, lunch and dinner. Oh, you can't eat those two things you for breakfast because they're breakfast a different meal. They're a different meal. You thought that uh, I was saying that people should eat our flesh and bones, which I, that's wrong. That is wrong. You cannot eat people. Been talking about the rules about being people. Been talking about cannibalism for a few minutes on the show. And this is yeah, our 40, really... 46 installment of our weekly cannibalism series. Welcome yeah. back, especially to all the kids listening. <laughs> kids, a cannibal is <laughs> it's it's when you line up a bunch of cans of soup and you get a bowling ball and you do it's cannonball and it's very fun and we all like to have fun. Cannonball uh, rhymes with cannonball. That's fun. C- cannonball rhymes with cannibal. Yeah. I guess it's because most pirates struggled on yeah, the high seas. They really. <laughs> when you when you've been only drinking salt water for thirteen I, days and you and your question. first mate starts to look like a real snack, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
in more don't ways tell me, than one. Don't tell me that Captain Hook didn't didn't look at Shmi and think. How do you think he got the hook? <laughs> it's from a crocodile. It's from the alligator. It's from the alligator. But, uh, it's because I, Peter I have... because Peter Pan lost his mind in a schizophrenic attack and, <laughs> and bit off Captain Hook's hand. <laughs> One that's the, the dark side. That's the Grimm's fairy tale version of uh, yeah, Peter yeah, Pan yeah. that nobody talks about. <laughs> is that Peter Pan was actually an insane boy living on this <laughs> island, eating people's hands. He was a feral child, the son yeah. of Tarzan and Jane, and he kidnapping young crazy. women. Kidnapping young women named Wendy specifically with the promise <laughs> that she would get to live with a bunch of boys. That's actually that's actually every Wendy's location is uh, in honor of one of the Wendy's that Peter Pan stole. That's actually that's yeah. canon. Yeah. Really? Cannonball. Anyway, so okay. I have a question. This has been this has been it's full circle, baby. I have a question that's been burning <laughs> in my soul. Imagine uh, Peter Pan what? goes to the window. One more thing. Imagine Peter Pan goes <laughs> to the window to kidnap the young girl and take her away to the place where you eat the hands. <laughs> and he says, and he they, says, it was actually a mistranslation. It was a mistranslation. It wasn't never land. It was never hand. Never hand. <laughs> Imagine he goes to the window and says, "Hey, young lady, what's your name?" And she says, "Wendy." And he goes, Wendy's nuts, and he flies away, <laughs> flies away, sprinkling fairy dust behind him. That's not fairy dust. Uh, that's... <laughs> he's just, I don't know. He's, he's hey. sh**ing and farting behind him he's as he yeah. flies away. <laughs> How do you think he gets the thrust? <laughs> wow. I, this, this Tell me what you is, were going to say. I'm sorry. I, this is a great bit. I love that. That's a good opening. I, I, I want like to know Pan, what man. are... Yep so to speak the seven seas the seven seas yeah like the high always, like the high seas you said the high seas earlier yeah made right. me think something that I, I i've never I, I don't actually know what the seven sure. seas are like could I'll, you name them off i'll the recount dome? them for you now yeah we're, we're gonna sail the seven seas so you got um the mediterranean sure the big one the big one the red sea okay the black sea gotcha the uh There's I'm an... gonna look it up and test you. All okay. Right? Am I close? I don't know. The Mediterranean's a good place to start. I was always yeah. like the the Caribbean. <laughs> okay. I I'm upset. Yeah. Um Lake Michigan. <laughs> so I I was like, I was like, oh, let's look at the sea. So I, I was like, this doesn't make any sense because there's four oceans. Yeah. Right. So like are there no. four out of the seven? There's five oceans. What? Pacific, Atlantic, Indian, Arctic, and then the fifth one. And the one we don't tell anybody about. <laughs> yeah. The ocean um, the ocean of dreams that children cast wait, into the sky. I know what it is. It's it's the four it's the four oceans. It's it's Atlantic, Arctic, Pacific, Indian. Yeah. Oceans eleven, oceans mm -hmm. twelve, and oceans thirteen. That's the seven. And there's seven. even sub oceans inside of oceans eleven. There's eleven oceans within that ocean. Within those oceans. So yes. I was like, okay, but it, but it, maybe it's not because the Pacific Ocean wasn't yes. always known about. What do you so mean? Like, what does that mean? So like the people, like the seven seas. If it yeah. was like a European thing, okay. they didn't like they didn't necessarily think oh the pacific ocean is one because i'm thinking okay pirates want to sail the seven seas right so you can't put like the black sea can't be one of the seven seas why not because you can't because there's to no the black sea there's no russian pirates because you hate <laughs> like, russia 
No, it's because it's because the Black Sea is landlocked. You never <laughs> so see you a Russian on a boat. I've been I've been saying you that. can't sail a pirate ship up a river, you know. So it's like <laughs> you could. Yeah, I mean, but it would be pretty <laughs> obvious. They'd be like, yeah. "Hey, that's a pirate ship." Yeah, not a uh, lot we of should probably arrest them. Yeah, not a lot of swashbuckling to be done on the Mississippi. I will and say. Now, and now I'm upset because what's it, the seven it, seas? The seven seas is a figurative term for no. all the seas in the known world. Okay. So it's used kind of a numerology thing. Yeah, used in reference to sailors and pirates, mm. uh, can be associated with the Mediterranean Sea, the Arabian yes. Seven Seas, east of Africa and India. Um, sometimes applied to the Caribbean Sea and the seas ah. around the Americas. What? Okay. Uh, those are all the things that I said, except for the Black Sea. Which the term can now be taken to refer to these seven bodies of water: the Arctic Ocean, the Indian Ocean the Southern or Antarctic Ocean, the North Atlantic Ocean, the South Atlantic Ocean, the North Pacific Ocean, and the South Pacific Ocean. Okay, that so they feels just, like cheating. That does feel like cheating. They just split up all the oceans into subsects. I don't know about that. The World Ocean is also just collectively known as the sea. I'm aware the of that. The World Ocean. The International Hydrographic Organization lists over 23 distinct bodies of water called what, seas. What so kind of 23 seas? What kind of United Nations ass organization is the what is it the the hydrophonic hydrographic organization? The hydrographic Hydro... Yeah, the hydrographic organization uniting all the world's oceans in a mission of peace and ending world oceanlessness. <laughs> the IHO was established in 1921. Uh, as the International Hydrographic Bureau, so it's not an it's not a UN thing, but I'm sure it. It sounds like now. something Cardinal Casaroli invented when he was in implementing his globalist plan to make the Catholic Church hand Cardinal, in hand with the New World Order. Cardinal Casaroli. Yeah, that's his name. Did he invent hot dishes, <laughs> potatoes, and <laughs> and noodles? <laughs> he he invented a lot worse than that, brother. Let me tell you what. what. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Famous for the casserole and the Armenian genocide. <laughs> Famous for the casserole, the New World Order, the coming uh -oh. of the Antichrist. <laughs> A different type of casserole. Yeah. <laughs> the, Tetrazzini. Um, Tetrazzini. The, Cardinal the guy, Tetrazzini should be the next pope. The Antichrist. The Antichrist would definitely come with a with a dumb name like Casseroli. Who is this guy? You got to tell me about him. His name's Cardinal Casseroli. He was the Vatican okay. Secretary of State. Um, for Pope Paul VI in the beginning of Pope John Paul II's reign. Uh, he was a globalist, as oh. as many prelates were in that post-Vatican II time period. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm, re I'm reading this book. It's not important. We can talk about it on the bonus podcast sometime because I don't think it's appropriate for the main audience. I might scandalize okay. some people. All right. Yeah. Hey, um, What's going on? do you... Do you know what we're talking about today? Well, I would be perfectly happy if we just kept talking about pirates and their ships and the things that they did or didn't do um, <laughs> <laughs> for the next hour. Have I? <laughs> I, I want to know how Odysseus got lost in the Mediterranean Sea. It doesn't seem that big. Yeah, you can see the shore. Yeah. Just like, don't leave it. You know, <laughs> like I here's the thing. If you're going somewhere in the Mediterranean and let's say this is the Mediterranean Ocean, right? Let's say you're you're here and you want to go here. OK, mm -hmm. you could go 
across the ocean that way. Or you could just follow the coastline around, stop at some ports, have yeah. a snack, and not get lost. But instead, Odysseus was like, I'll take the short way. <laughs> Idiot. What did you even gain? It's funny to get lost. It's funny to me to get lost on the ocean, famous for being surrounded by land. <laughs> Just go any, pick a direction, pick man. Any other direction. Pick it. There's literally a, like a, there's like a 1% margin of error where you go through the Strait of Gibraltar and don't notice, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Is the Strait of Gibraltar, that's where the monkeys are. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> there's, I'm, I'm Careful. pretty sure. No, 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 no. They're like, actually, no, 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 no. It's not like that. No, it's not like that. Um. Famously a point of conflict between the Catholic Spaniards and the Ottoman Turks. So I was, yeah. on, I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> There's Barbary Macaques in Gibraltar. Uh -huh. Originally from the Atlas Mountains and the Rift Mountains of Morocco, the Barbary Macaques population in Gibraltar is the only wild monkey population on the European continent. Oh. Yeah, they like they hang out on this rock. Except for those dirty French. Oh, oui, oui. It is me. I do not have or you do not talk about my wife that way. Although I do recognize that she does look a bit like uh, the monkey on the rock of Gibraltar. Bon ami. Bon ami. One of my wife's favorite bits that I do is I'll start singing the Ratatouille song with like nonsense French. And then halfway sure. through, I'll stop and I'll go. <laughs> What's sure. Remind me of the Ratatouille song. Les enfants, les dupons, les gifons. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's pretty fun. That is pretty good. <laughs> Try that it sometime. <laughs> Guaranteed laugh. <laughs> That's a fun song. I like that song. <laughs> yeah. I like I like the idea of having this beautiful French soundtrack that's kind of whisking you away. The smell of the bread, the smell of the pasta, and a rat is cooking your food. <laughs> it's like pixar really did everything they pulled out all the stops to not make you think about how this dirty gross rodent was was cooking <laughs> with his with his dumb little hands like <laughs> i can't even imagine man that's great yeah we should watch ratatouille we should go to well, chuck e cheese we should go to chuck e cheese and play the ratatouille music while we're there <laughs> We take a picture with the guy in the Chuck E. Cheese costume. Be like, "Hey, I loved you in Ratatouille." Man. I loved you in Ratatouille. <laughs> Will you jump on my head and teach me how to cook soup? Yeah. Uh, he's like, <laughs> "What's the name of the big rat?" The big rat had a name in Ratatouille. I don't, I don't remember. That's what I would call Chucky. That uh, unironically. <laughs> when I was a kid, and I went to Chuck E. Cheese. This is a continuation from last week's episode where we found out that Patrick's never been to Charles Entertainment Cheese. I was um, thinking about that because I've been to other things like Andretti Thrill Park, named after the race race Mario, Mario Andretti. Andretti. Yeah. <laughs> every every place like that has a connection to a Pixar movie. So like Mario Andretti's place is Cars, Chuck E. Mm -hmm. Cheese is Ratatouille, PD Penguins is the Penguin from Toy Story Two. Is Happy Feet or uh, that's Surfs Up? Yeah. Yeah, is an animated That's also film. DreamWorks. What's another one? What's another? Dave and Buster's, uh, MythBusters, right? That's the yeah. that's that, and then um, and then the last one is uh, you can't think of any other young. There was one called some something gorillas, little gorilla, gorilla. 
I'll have to think. I'll have <laughs> to think. Rainforest Cafe. Rainforest Cafe is the same as uh, Encanto. I've never seen Encanto. Don't write in. Um, so <laughs> we were. T- what were we talking about? I'm trying to get back to where we were. You were talking about Chuck E. Cheese. I was. And <laughs> I don't remember why we were doing. We were doing Ratatouille. We were doing Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Is there something that you wanted to talk about? I have nothing in particular. I wanted oh. to. A couple you tra- weeks you, it's, ago, it felt like you were transitioning to a topic, and so I was like taking your lead, but then I no, cut you off. A couple, a couple of weeks ago, I I mentioned to you that I wanted to resurrect an old beef. Ooh, Remember? yes. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, so I I have come to a conclusion. That's never good for me. Yeah, no, it's never good. <laughs> um, Your mother and a, I have decided. I we had a Ethan and I, for those of you who don't remember, Ethan and I had a big fight a while ago about whether or not I'm trying to remember what this golf means. courses should exist. Oh yeah. This? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, golf courses are dumb and bad, and we should replace them with something that doesn't take up as much space and water. Do you remember yeah, this? Because you're a utilitarian. Yeah, 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 and you accused me of being utilitarian, right? Yeah. And there's a big there, there's a big contingent on on Twitter of people who don't like lawns. Are you familiar mm. with this? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I've seen they, this. They really don't like lawns because and, the bees. Yeah, and that's yeah. fair. And the funny thing is, like, in response, someone said. Yeah, you want your yard to look like this. Have fun pulling ticks off your dog every day. You know, like that's just what's going to happen. And that's true. Imagine having a dog. Ugh, cringe. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, are these the two? Are these the two options? Mm. Because I see this as like a it's it's a false dichotomy. Yeah. You know? I don't think you need like either it's either, you know, complete annihilation of vegetation. Right. Or like just letting nature yeah. run its course. The options are not Jumanji or your local shopping mall parking lot. Like there, yeah. there are two there's in between. And I I've come to a conclusion that it's it's an analogy for um it's an analogy for like the false dichotomy that like modernism or you could say philosophical liberalism sets up mm-hmm. we need a sound effect for liberalism yeah we'll get there yeah um 
there's like a dichotomy between like, oh, just like let your, you know, let passions run rampant, let individualism run rampant, you know, all this stuff versus just like our, our, our complete individual freedom versus complete control, right, of the state. And both of these things exist together. Like there's places that where nature is running free and there's places where just just destructive development has happened. And there's a there's a not a medium point because it's something completely different. I see in the middle here, like beyond lawn and wilderness is the garden, Ethan. Mm. I think the garden is a perfect metaphor <laughs> or analogy for what comes, what ought to come after liberalism, right? For what ought to come out because liberalism is failing. We all know this. Our world is falling apart. And this is just obvious to anyone who is around. Um, what comes after is a garden where it is something that is uh, dealt with and and cared for on a on a one-on-one -on -one basis right like someone or a local group of people or a local family like keeps this garden and they care for each plant and mm. animal that lives there yes and they're in charge of like everything is there with a purpose nothing is nothing is there just you know because it grew there like things that things that are in, invasive like we get rid of them right like the foxes that break in we beat them with a baseball bat or something, you know, or we chase it. We catch the foxes that that lay waste to our vineyards. That's where that comes from, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was a reference to the Song of Songs. So their title is not a reference to the Song of Songs. It's a reference to to a song by Me Without You, which is a yeah. reference to the Song of Songs. Song of Songs, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. Anyway, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a long walk for a <laughs> short drink of water, but um, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, yeah, so this is this is my this is my my maybe resurrecting a beef, maybe olive branch to you. Oh, right? because a, a branch that we I grow in the garden. A golf course is different than a lawn. Yeah, even though it has a lot of lawn elements, because it is manicured and curated, and I think that is a good thing. Yes, but I think a garden is better than a golf course. Sure. Yeah, and I think a church is better than a garden. You know, like I think we can. No, we're staying within the grass and plant. We're in the grass in the grass yeah. world. We're not leaving grass. We're in okay. the weeds, so to speak. All right, that's it for me. Oh, come on, that was funny. It was funny, but I can't. How am I supposed to top that timely uh, <laughs> fauna-centered joke? Flora-centered joke. I don't know the difference between flora and fauna. Fauna is animals. I don't want anyone to tell me the difference. <laughs> I want to live in ignorance. This is this is the hard part about having a podcast is that you can't live in ignorance. You know, no. you can't say stuff, especially if you have a discord like ours, bit.ly slash yeah. discord. Yeah. Um, because you can say something and then someone immediately is like, well. And then yeah, the can't... hardest part about having a podcast is how our audience likes to engage with it. And no, no, <laughs> that's not active. what I said. The hardest part about having a podcast is the fact that I don't get to be dumb without consequences anymore. I can't, <laughs> I can't handle all of the fan mail that I no, get. No, it's not what I'm saying. It comes down the chimney like you the and Harry I, Potter letters. You and I get the same <laughs> amount of fan mail, and it's usually contained in the Discord. I don't get any, nobody sends anything to my house. Nobody sends me any personalized emails. It's just people saying, hey, at Ethan Stevie, you're wrong about this. That's usually what it is. I don't see a lot of people tagging Patrick and telling him there's that he's whole, wrong. There's a whole set of emojis in the Discord. 
based on things <laughs> that I got wrong. All right. There's a whole contingent. I don't know what you're talking about. What it name one of the things? Maryland. The Maryland yeah. thing. Come on. Oh, yeah, that's true. You want me to name a second one? That's yes, a... please. Actually, I have to pull it up. Um, you get you get emojis based on your your schizo posting, like the, uh, yeah. the canola oil, <laughs> the yes. seed oils. Yeah, I get I get emojis based on how based and red pilled I am. And you get emojis <laughs> based on how, how cringe and soy you are. And that's, that's, true. that's how it's going to be. So I, I agree with you. I think the beef resurrect the beef is good. Um, I think, I think a lot of this podcast is you, uh, catching up to me where I was a year ago. Do you mean this episode or our entire podcast? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I used to be the cutting edge. I used to be the one red pilling you. Yeah, you did. But then I started reading my own things. I think so. We like plan on we plan on having a garden in our house. Like I've thought about yeah. all of these things. Yeah. Um, we we probably won't do it this summer because Lord knows too much will be going on. And you have to like they're giving a sod and they just put it in those squares. So do I like just lift it back up to put a garden in like i don't know what to do with sod once they put it down <laughs> you know like can you put it if you dig through it it's just you might as well just pick it up like i don't yeah. know i don't know it understand. comes in squares like it comes carpet. in yeah it comes in squares <laughs> like carpet and also i have a i'm gonna have a septic tank at my new house i've never had a septic tank i've always That's been cool. connected to a sewage system so mm -hmm. i don't know like can i plant a garden near the septic tank Will my feces get in my celery patch? You have to call the city and find out if you can dig there. That's part of... But it's my land. Yeah, so maybe not the city, but whoever put the septic tank there, like the surveyor mm. or the property guy, whoever mm -hmm. like owns, mm -hmm. own, whoever sold you the property and dug the things, you know? Yeah, what if I just put it far away from where I know the septic tank is about? That would probably be fine. So, right. like, it is your land. That is true. However, you are part of a community that's connected to a grid. Like, this is what I, I was talking to a guy about this who was like, Yeah. I was like, I was like, it's, it, you can't, I was like, the suburbs are money sucks and from, from cities, like cities that are, that are run out of a central location and have a bunch of suburban sprawl. Like, mm -hmm. these are, these are ruining our cities because they have to run pipes all the way out there. A lot just, of pipes. A lot of pipes. And someone was like, well, I want land. And I was like, well, okay, then pay for it. I don't know. You got to find a water source. You got to get, you got to get a septic tank, right? Like yep. it's not going to be a cheap, it's not going to be that cheap for it. But uh, yeah, like because you're on this grid or because you're a part of the city, the city has laid out its grid the way that it is rightfully determined. So you have to work within that. I agree. The other thing about this is that I have to pull internet out to my house, which is Ooh. fine. But I don't think in the little town that I'm moving to, I don't mm. think that there's going to be internet that's as fast as I get in the city. Mm. And so I'm nervous that I won't get to stream as many episodes of Seinfeld concurrently as I do now. <laughs> people, people get you don't you don't need you don't need that many megabits per second. To... It's so funny to me that when it says you like do the speed test on Google, it's like you can stream multiple uh, HD video at the same time. It's like, who's watching five or six HD streams at once? Families with five or six people. That's them. true. Well, why don't you all just watch the same thing in one room? You, 
see this is the thing is like yeah. you say that but everyone drives their own car to work every day oh. all right like that our our world is not built for people to go the same direction together yeah our world is built for people to do everything individually all that's right true that's true that's why, we need, a, that's why we need why we need gardens um I'm, See, yeah. in order in order for you to have the individualism of I get to choose whatever I want to watch, you have to have the superstructure of Verizon sending <laughs> running one running wires or whatever Verizon does. I don't know towers, building towers, probably. yeah, cables and cords and, and connectors, stuff, like satellites, satellites, di- dishes. Yeah, yeah. I think sense. yeah, I think the um. I think the garden idea is good. I would like to plant a garden in my yard to like live this out. And I think you should too. I don't know if you can garden in Florida. You can't. (laughs) How do you think people lived here? What are you talking about? They just, they would, they soaked up the sun and they (laughs) wanted to tell everyone. That's what they did. They ate oranges. I I appreciate that you're kind of being like, yeah, how do we practically uh, start a garden? I'm more interested in like the metaphor of the garden. Oh, I'm more interested in, in, I want you to tell me how many of each plant to put in my (laughs) four by eight plot that I'm trying to to outline on a sheet of graph paper. Okay. So the metaphor of the garden. Yes. The garden is a metaphor for what? The church, heaven. What are we going for? No, I think, I think the garden is a metaphor for what, for, for like what mankind can do. You know, it's not like collaboration. Yeah, it's it's, connection. The garden is a is a metaphor for like. It's a it's a cooperation with nature. Right. It's not a submission of nature saying like you're going to do what I want. You're going to. Well, it's kind of that I'm going to plant. I'm going to plant Kentucky bluegrass on. I'm going to plant Kentucky bluegrass in Arizona and I'm going to douse it with water that's pumped in from the mountains so that I can have a, a Connecticut looking lawn in the desert. Like that's, that's not working with the land to produce something beautiful. That's demanding that the land do something that it wasn't designed to do. Yeah. It's what sub- I'm saying. subjugation. Yeah. It's, it's subjugation instead of cooperation. And like gardening is in a sense, exerting your will on mm. nature, but it's not, it's not outside the bounds of like it, you're, you're confined to the things that can grow in your area. Like, I, I don't think I recognized until I came back the uniqueness of Florida's flora and mm-hmm. fauna. Yeah. Like what the, fauna um, have you run across in Melbourne, uh, Florida? Sable palms are everywhere. All right. There's a lot fauna? of um, fauna. Fauna. Oh, like animals. I'm talking critters. What have you seen? <laughs> uh, gopher tortoises. So there's a lot of gopher tortoises around. What? Yeah, let's go for tortoise. Go for tortoise. <laughs> uh, seen some snakes. Okay, that's good. Go for snakes. Okay. <laughs> Haven't seen any gophers, but that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of gophers actually. The, the gopher is gopher legendary tortoise. there that they name all the amphibians and reptiles after it, <laughs> but there's no yeah. actual gophers. Which of the two things that I named are an amphibian? Anyway, I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, of matter. course I've seen some fish, some seagulls, some crabs. Anyway, it's not important. But like I, I went to a, a park that I had not been to since I moved here, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, the trees look different than trees in Pennsylvania. You know, it's all evergreen trees, it's mm-hmm. all pine needles and like mm. pine trees and like um, but different kinds of pines. And all the um there's a lot of sand. It's planted mm. in sand. So like the, the parks in Florida are very sandy. Yeah. 
yeah it's not like it's not like packed soil so like no. different things grow there you know yes. and yes. so like it would be silly for me to try and you know make a a northwestern um you know california redwood garden in florida i should work with the the flowers and plants that grow here yes. i should grow some birds of paradise you know or uh, poinsettias yes and i think another thing to this uh, season that you have to think about in this equation is there's when we're talking about the land and this is also a metaphor for other things you can't just try something one season and then if it works or doesn't work like base your perception for the rest of your life off of that one season so like if you sure. try to yeah. if you try to plant some flowers in your yard and they don't take then you've learned something you know and you have dozens of years left to like figure it out you know and figure out what works and what doesn't work and i think this is why people don't really plant things or they don't try to because they don't have that that decades long patience to figure yeah. out what works and what doesn't work and that's true for a lot of things i think and that's because that's a generational patience and we don't have it we is don't we don't have generational patience because even like thinking about myself like i get really frustrated if i have like a month where I'm like less productive, more distracted, not praying as much, not reading as much. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm totally failing. It's like, bro, <laughs> like I have, I have so many, probably 70 years of my life left, give or take. If I, if I don't die prematurely, God willing, like I have a long time, you know, like one month, I, I think we get to the, the, the beauty of a garden is it can teach you things. It can teach you that like, how the last couple of weeks have been, it's not really, it doesn't really matter. It can start to teach sure. you that like you need to give power to the things that deserve the power, right? So God controls the rain and the wind and the sun and whether things grow or whether things don't grow. And that's true for the, the land and that's true for you. And, but a lot of times we give power to, to the wrong things. And so we blame, we like point at things. We're like, oh, it's this thing's fault or this person's fault or this organization's fault. It's that, the goddess of the harvest. Right. It's something else that's <laughs> making my plants not grow. It's some other reason that I'm not maturing in a certain yeah. way. Um, and we just like give power over to people that don't deserve power over us. And yeah. so like I do that, like when I'm feeling like less productive, I'm like, oh, if this thing hadn't have happened in this way. And if this person hadn't have said this thing, then I, I would be doing so well right now. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. well, I've now just decided to give that person power over my life. And yeah. the cool thing about the garden is that you kind of have to like put the work in and then like, you can't really do much more, you know, like you have to kind of yeah. give, give yeah. the power away to, that's to the, the Lord and like trust that he's going to yeah. do something with it, you know, like, which I think is the cool. difference. Like that's the difference between the goddess of the harvest and the God of all things. Is yes. Like, the goddess of the harvest is kind of like a lawn. You can sacrifice your child to it and it'll make your harvest grow. You know what I mean? It's like, it's very, I don't know. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's two, uh, it's two pictures. HR needs to tell you to tell the difference between these two pictures. And it's one, it's like, it's, it's Mayan child sacrifice on a ziggurat. And the other one, it's a dad sitting inside in the air conditioning while his son mows the yard in a hundred degree heat. It's like, yeah, I need you to tell the difference between these two. The same picture. Yeah. Um, and like the difference between that and the God and then like the God of the universe is like you put in the work and ultimately it's his will and like your will can't change his will, mm -hmm. you know, it's, but the pagan gods, it was like, we're going to make them change the will by making them, we're going to, we're going to change their minds by making them super, super swell and all that. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I, 
I think there's like there's a there's a phrase in new polity circles called oh politics of the real. Mm. And it's it's a way of understanding the world that's based on reality, which sounds silly. Right. How else would you understand the world? But a lot of conversations now are not about how the world works. It's about how the world ought to work. Okay. And there's a difference there. Yeah. Like it's not it's not a conversation of like how I mean ought is a good question. Like we ought to do this, right? But instead of like starting from an from like a point of here's how the world is, here's how it ought to be. Here's how here's how like what virtue is and what reality is. Here's what reality mm-hmm. ought to be. It's a it's instead of like instead of conforming ourselves to the realist thing, which is God's will, we like conform what the real we conform the real to our will. Which mm-hmm. like this is this is what it ought to be. I think mm-hmm. the best form of government is where the state owns the means of production or yes. where the people who own the means of production get all the profit from the production, right? It's like, great, all right, that's awesome that you think that. That's really cool. Um, what if you based it on reality instead? And then both parties trick themselves into thinking that, did you see that? Did you see that, uh, that, that discourse a while back where like the socialist person was like the baker bakes a cake for the person, for the carpenter and he fixes her door. That's socialism. And like, someone was like, no, that's capitalism because it's an exchange of goods. And I was like, you're both idiots. They're just neighbors. Yeah. You know, this is neither, neither, neither of your totalizing systems are what's going on here. This is just real life where like it's two acts of, of love of genuine sacrifice. And that's, that's, that's why, that's why the gardener gardens is because he loves his family and he loves his crops. He doesn't garden because he's trying to exert power over the, the land and like exert power over his family by exerting his patriarchal body to, mm-hmm. to feed them and make them dependent on it. Like it's not, it's not a, it's not a power relationship yes in term in like a cynical way it's like a loving relationship and that love has power and i think that's why the garden is such a good metaphor for humanity it's because we started in a garden and we're going to a garden and so we should focus our (laughs) we should focus our we should have more gardens because they're a symbol of the good i was in a garden the other day it was a garden where my grandfather was buried and it was it was a good place to be i was like man there aren't enough gardens um and it was a beautiful garden. It had a palm tree in it and some Florida grass. And like, that's where my grandfather lies. And it's like, that's cool. You know, not that he's not, that it's not cool that he's dead, but it's, yeah. like, it's well, it was God's will. So maybe it is, but hmm. it's like the garden is, it's, it's a more human thing than either the wilderness or the lawn. You know, God didn't create Adam and put him on a lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Someone who has a lot to say about this topic is Wendell Berry. Wendell Berry. Wendell Berry. Um, he he describes this is a uh, kind of a unique point of view. So he has a couple is his book of essays, right? That I'm slowly working through, and um, it's this idea that like y- you need to have. You need to be grounded in something. So he talks about these Kentucky road builders of 1797, and they're slicing through the forest and they're building a road, right? Mm. Um, He says, on such a night, as the Reverend Young describes, an Indian would have made do with a small, small shelter and a small fire. But these road builders, veterans of the Indian War, felled the hickory trees in great abundance, made great log heaps, and caused them to burn rapidly. 
Far from making a small shelter that could be adequately heated by a small fire, their way was to make no shelter at all and heat instead a sizable area of the landscape. The idea was that when faced with abundance, one should consume abundantly, an idea that has survived to become the basis of our present economy. Hmm. So he's he's got quite a few essays in that sort of mindset. And just the, what we're talking about just made me think of that line that um, talking about like the realism and living in the real, like these guys, and this is why it's so tricky is that these builders saw the trees and they were like, well, we could use these for fuel to keep us warm. Hmm. But the Indian saw the trees and was like, or saw like he was in the woods. He said, I can make a small shelter and make a little fire and I could be warm. They both are right in a certain way. Yeah. And um, and I think that's why it gets so complicated when it when you start talking about these things is because people see things through their own lenses. And so I think we need to adopt just really like default to the wisdom of the church because you can't just like invent your own situation. Um, but under, like an, a real understanding of creation and a real understanding of like sacramentality, like how the world, what, like what the world says to us. And it's not just like here as material for us to take and to mold into whatever we want, but it's here to tell us something mm -hmm. like that's the heart. That's the transition from just regular guy to like person living a, a Christian life is like yeah. everything around me is telling me something about God. And that's a crazy step to take. And so if you think that way, and that's how you start to live, then the garden starts to make a bit more sense than the lawn, I think. I agree. Cool. Do you want to do a dating question? Yeah, sure. I, I have two options. Uh, one, I, I, haven't, uh, I haven't read this one yet. So maybe, maybe we should do this one because we have, a, we have a, a not so much dating question from uh camille maybe we'll do that one later okay yeah, this the, one comes from yeah. ramblin gambler ramblin oy slash crunch discord yep. the place to be for you yeah <laughs> long time listener first time caller i have a question for the discord or the good doctor last summer i got engaged and we, congratulations and we were planning Yay. the wedding for this coming weekend april 15th okay wow. that was two days uh -oh. ago uh-oh uh-oh well, whoops uh-oh as Whoops. we went through wedding planning, I began to realize everything was an argument between me and her, her and her parents, me and her versus her parents, me and her parents, etc. The state specific, the specifics of that don't really matter, but we broke up in early January of this year and have permanently called everything off. Fast forward to last March or late March, I met a girl online. We had actually met at a young adult thing last summer, just before I got engaged, and the night before we matched online at the Catholic Charities banquet dinner. Oh, um. Oh, oh, that he met her. He also saw her at a Catholic Charities banquet dinner the night before they matched on on um, whatever service on they were using. On whatever service they were using. Yeah. Not sponsored. Uh, we started talking and have been on a few dates and both want to keep seeing each other. The problem is I feel like I have to tell her I was engaged earlier this year. I don't know how to bring this up. I don't think I can avoid it entirely because I moved in with my parents last fall to save money before the originally scheduled wedding. So I need some advice on when, how to bring this up. Thank you. I look forward to hearing what you guys have to say. One bit of context, the girls don't know each other at all. The ex-fiance lives an hour and a half away. Okay. Someone said, tell her as soon as possible. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true either. I don't think, I mean, have they gone on a date? They just matched, right? Like, it doesn't seem like that they've 
engaged in any sort of dating relationship. And so um, I real quick, real quick, yeah, I'm up, getting a phone call from okay. my boss. Your boss? Yeah, it's the end of the day, so I gotta pick up. Hey, you guys are about to see who Patrick really works for, huh? Good evening. Cool. Sorry about that. That's okay. I was playing Team Fortress 2. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were Important we saying? Stuff. What were we talking you about? were talking about uh telling her right away yeah you don't need i mean if you're not dating you don't need to there yeah. are some things that so like if you had a they've been, they've been on a few dates and want to keep seeing each other okay I, yeah if you had a child with this woman i would bring that up first date even if you were like going through a divorce currently that's something i would bring up but even if you had married her and gotten a divorce. You don't even really need to bring that up until you're like officially dating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not. And for this situation, it's like, okay, you were going to get married and then you did it. So like, it just lets like telling that girl right away. I don't know if that ach achieves anything other than. I don't okay. know. It feels we, like too much can, too soon. So we can figure out, we can figure out timeline here. All yeah. Right? So, Last summer, so like June, he got engaged. They were okay. planning the wedding for April. So they yeah. got engaged and they They broke up in January. They met they met the they met at a young adult thing. He met the new girl at a young adult thing last summer before oh, he got engaged. Before he got engaged. So they oh. were he was dating. When was the when gala? Met. Yeah, right at a gala or something, Catholic Charities Banquet. Okay. Um, and then they matched on Tinder or whatever recently. Or whatever. Yeah. And this, they, so they got, he was not engaged in the summer. He got engaged in the summer. They were planning on a wedding for less than a, a year later, but six months, four months before, six months after they got engaged, they broke it off four months before the wedding. Okay. I like, that's an engagement. So it's serious, but like, that's it's not really, a very long engagement. You yeah. Know? It's not a very long engagement. And it's also just like. Writing was I don't on the know. Wall, I'm sure. You yeah, know. it's it's it's. Uh, I mean, there's no sacramental reality to engagement. It's really just girlfriend plus, you know, like it's not. It's not wife minus. It's not wife minus. It's just girlfriend yeah. plus. A lot of people when treat it like when wife you're minus. dating. When you're dating, it feels like engagement is wife is is wife minus, but it's girlfriend plus. Yes, and yeah. it's because you can break it off at any time, and like people are disappointed. Maybe somebody loses some money, but there's no long term damage to your soul yeah. or anybody else's. Yeah. You know, like it just is. Uh, and not say the people that get divorced damage their souls. I'm just talking out my butt at the end of a podcast. Um, but there's no residual, yeah. There's yeah. There's, like, there's nothing that's hanging on. You just get it's a clean break. And so I think for this, it's like yeah, let her know when it is appropriate. Like, let her know when it comes up in conversation. Yeah. Let her know when you feel like you know her well enough to share that with her in a way that she would understand, in yeah. a way that she would receive, and when you feel comfortable sharing it. Um, yeah, and just bring like and bring it up in a way that's like, hey, this is like a thing that happened. I was dating. I was engaged to this girl. Mm -hmm. um, and be honest. Be like, yeah, it wasn't. We kind of knew it wasn't going to work, but it took us a while to really, you know, get it set in stone. And, mm -hmm. you know, it took us a while to break things off. And like, yeah, honesty is the best policy here. If you yeah. hide something about this engagement and then she finds out about it later, then it's just like you undermine the rest of your relationship that you could have with this girl. Mm -hmm. And so you just got to be upfront and like, if it's your fault, yeah. own it. 
and you don't need to like talk about what the what your ex fiance did because now is not the time to throw stones either. Like you just have to, you just kind of say, yeah, what Patrick said. Like this wasn't going to work out. I really made some mistakes. I've learned a lot of things. Uh, my ex fiance is great. You know, she's doing her own thing. Um, yeah, it's this is not an opportunity for you to bash your ex fiance in a way to try and gain points with your new girlfriend. Yeah, because uh, that's also not not healthy. Yeah, definitely. Like when you when you're like, I want to ask this girl out. Be like, all right, I'm gonna tell her soon. Like once you know that you want to ask her out and like be serious and be exclusive and mm-hmm. all that, then you'd be like, all right, I need to tell her. Because don't like run around telling people that you were engaged and all the different details about it. Because yeah. that's not that's not a great. You know, you don't want you don't want people in your circles being like, oh, that's the guy who got engaged, and then because everyone's gonna have opinions. That's not that's too long or that's not long enough to get over it. It's like honestly, I. I went through a breakup in college. It was a serious relationship, but it was like the, like it was, the writing was on the wall. We had broken up long before we actually called it off. You know, it's like, it didn't, it, it, everybody takes a different time. There's no, like, there's no chemically provable. This is how long you need to get over her twice, two times as long as the relationship, half as long as the relationship, all that stuff. It's like silly. Imagine. Oh, go ahead. People, it, people like uh, some, someone on the on the Discord is like well, that's really short after a serious relationship. It's really short post engagement. I think that's true, based on your experience of your engagement. Yeah, you know, like my experience of my engagement was. It's possible that you guys like you missed, you've dodged a bullet, and you like really weren't thinking when you got engaged. You know, like and that's possible to say too. I don't know. I don't know. Imagine he tells this girl as soon as possible. She calls him today. Like, hey, how's it going? Says, hey, it's going great. I was engaged. <laughs> Is that okay? Hey, do you want to get, get, go get frozen yogurt this weekend? I was engaged before. I was and engaged. No, I'm not. Please, please stay with. I was engaged. I was supposed to get married this weekend. I was supposed to get married. <laughs> we could go get. We could get ice cream. It's a week after when I was supposed to get married the last time. Ice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, like it's just it's just it. really it's just really strange. I wouldn't recommend that at all. Unless you think it'll help you court this woman, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, I've been engaged to like four or five women. I'm, I'm, I, I date, I, you, you'll be girlfriend plus plus you're, you're double. You're, you're Disney plus you're my girl. <laughs> yeah, it was a big, it was a big plot. It was a big like plot point on the office when one of the characters, new girlfriend found out that he was engaged to another person like a couple of years earlier and she like went crazy and i was like this is just i don't think any woman would react that way no you know, like they would they would be like oh this is a this is a man who knows what he wants and didn't go through with the thing he didn't want that's good yeah i think you're fine i think everyone needs to relax i think more people should get engaged and break it off i'll say it <laughs> sure yeah more people need to stare down the barrel of commitment yeah, because I think engagement's this whole this whole to do. Because you got the party, you got the pictures, you got the ring, you got the this, you got the that. Just get engaged and then break it off. It's really just like the only way to know. What are you going to lose two thousand dollars on the ring and the deposit? Come yeah, on. Yeah, it's it's either two thousand dollars or you spend another year of your life just dating. Uh, the longer that you're not engaged, the longer that you don't get married, the longer you you have to fornicate. And I'm just trying to avoid that at all costs. <laughs> I'm not saying get married to avoid fornication, but I am saying you're putting your soul at risk. I'm saying there's a there's a correlation here, and it should not be discounted. 
Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I, I needed from you today. <laughs> <laughs> it's the end of the podcast. I'm tired. It's Monday. I'm hungry. Me I've too. had a I've had a long day. Uh, we we've been through a lot at the Stevie household. I was going to tell the story on the show, but I didn't. Oh didn't yeah, yeah. It. You're getting a camera. Yeah, it's any it's it's a whole thing. But Emma had to call the police because she was on her walk, and there was this truck that she thought was following her that may or may not have actually been following her. Um, and so she had to like, go up to someone's house and be like, "Hey, can I hang out here while the like police come?" Uh, and so we're gonna get a ring camera. So I'm very excited about that. To, I, I'm I'm excited to be able to be at work and then see when the UPS guy takes a dump on my porch. <laughs> Finally, I yes. know it's him. And then I can I sell. I can sell the footage for thousands of dollars. Yeah, to America's. The TMZ. Video. Oh. Oh. Both. Anyway. Uh, bit.ly slash crunch discord patreon.com slash the crunch. Uh, these are all the places you can find out all the other stuff that we're doing besides this show. YouTube subscribe. We're almost at 200 subscribers. We need three more subscribers to hit 200. So wow. get there, click the button, smash the like, hit subscribe, click the bell. If you want to read the hunchback of Notre Dame with us on our, on our book club bonus podcast, you can sponsor the podcast at $10 a month. You can you can you can uh, you can give us money, like simony. Yeah. So we can, if you give us money, we'll preach you the gospel. And yes. And we're we're making money off of. We're gonna ch- we're gonna charge yeah. money for better access to more Catholicism. Yeah, we're creating culture. Our podcast is very important. We are creating culture. By you can't be holy without. You will not be a saint if you do not you give us ten dollars a month. Holy without becoming a patron on Patreon.com/slash/TheCrunch. We should do mass hypnosis, but instead of mm-hmm. getting everyone to wear masks and take the vaccine, we nice. should we should get them to join <laughs> our Patreon.com. <laughs> the government really missed an opportunity to get more patrons on yeah, Patreon.com/slash/TheGovernment. <laughs> Imagine if the government. Imagine, was imagine like, a bunch of imagine a bunch of New York New York Times opinion columnists hand wringing about how people are being irresponsible and not yeah. giving ten dollars a month to the government. Imagine paying twenty dollars a month and all you get is AOC and Ted Cruz playing Fortnite. <laughs> the worst. I'd pay it anyway. Uh, Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Join us next week when we find the secret eighth C. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you, and we will see you all next week. <laughs>